0: and we hope you enjoy this segment. Since creating Dayton Wall Black back in 2015, and having uh, events and outings and discussions about relationships with many different people from different walks of life, I'm often asked about my own dating experiences. And I can tell you one of the most odd encounters and experiences I've ever had was a pretty humbling experience. And I can't say that it changed the way I interact or date, but it definitely opened my eyes to the fact that there are Different type of people out there with all walks of life, and you do need to be careful uh, with who you entertain and pay attention to red flags early on. I also learned that even if you are careful enough to uh, identify people that just not a good match, you can still get sucked into some drama if. Uh, if you're not careful. So I'll just say that. And I'll preface this as saying. I definitely learned a lesson. <laughs> and again this this is one of the strangest stories I've ever heard. Or I won't say heard. I've ever shared with anybody. Um, this is just one of the most bizarre stories I've ever. That I've ever ex- encountered. And shared with anyone. So. Just let me, let me pay these bills first. Check out the, uh, the sponsored segment. It should take about 60 seconds. And then I'll be back with my crazy dating nightmare. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with shopify you'll harness the same intuitive features trusted apps and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands sign up today for your one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com tech all lowercase that's shopify.com tech so I remember I um, can't I don't remember what what year ago, what year it was but I do remember it was around the beginning of uh, the year, uh, early January, I met a guy. We started talking. Conversation was really cool. I agreed to go out, and on but it had it was like a Friday first date. Really cool dude. Had a nice time. Uh, he invited me to go out again the next night, which was Saturday. Went out. Had an even better time. And I was like, "Okay, this just dude is kind of cool. This is around the you know the even towards the end of the second date, and as we parted ways, uh he talked to me my whole ride home like his our commute from wherever we met was about the same from our 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 homes, so there was two things that. Drew me off completely, and I'm a type of person. I'm I'm just like quick to be like, eh, just, if there's something I don't like. I used to be no conversation, quick to oh next, you know. But at this point, I was maturing and growing, and I said, well, let me give him another. Let me not cut things off too soon. The conversation that we had on my way home was very very odd to me he first started off by telling me that he wanted me to know that he's seeing other people and I was thinking okay I've only known him for two weeks it really didn't matter we weren't we were just really kind of getting to know each other you know I've only saw him twice (laughs) and I was like Okay, I just I, it didn't matter to me. But I felt like he was saying that also to find out if I was seeing other people. I didn't give him that satisfaction. I don't re- read between the lines, so I kind of blew that part off. But I thought it was really odd that he felt the need to tell me and to have a long, he wanted to have a long and drawn-out conversation about why he's dating other people. It's just, you know, I was just like, okay. That's cool. And there was this long pause as if I was supposed to say, I am or I'm not. And at that time, I wasn't. I had, I wasn't dating anybody. I was really too busy. And I got to the point where I said, you know what? All work and no play makes for a dull life. So, you know, he just happened to be at that time. I wasn't talking to anyone else. But I was definitely open to it. So um, a little bit after that conversation or after that, that statement, he changed the subject. We talked about something else. And then he invited me to go out with him again the following weekend. The only problem with that was I had already had plans to go to a concert and the He invited me, it wasn't just a date, he invited me to a family uh, function that all of his immediate family uh, was going to be at. He had um, two children, they were going to be there, and, um, you know, I just, some of his cousins, good friends, friends. his mother passed, I believe, and I believe it was actually like a birthday party for a, uh, like a aunt that was like a mom to him. And I just didn't feel comfortable going. I had just met him, and I just wasn't moved to, move to go. And like I said, I had other things. So... You know, I respectfully declined and told him that, you know, about the concert that I would be attending. And being completely honest, I hadn't even had, I didn't even have tickets to the concert. I was thinking about going, but I definitely did not want to tie up all of my weekends hanging out with with him. I kind of like my me time. So he acted like everything was cool, and the day of the party, which was the following weekend, I received a couple of weird text messages from him. One stood out in particular. He said, I hope you have fun on your date. So that was the major red flag. The first one, I just didn't like the fact that he wanted me to know that he was dating other people, and I felt like... There was an ulterior motive behind him uh, providing unsolicited information about his dating life. And then secondly, uh, just insinuating and as- assuming that I'm going out on a date was really, really odd to me, considering the fact that, again, according to him, he's dating other people. And, I, you know, I just, I didn't care. I thought that maybe he wanted to get a reaction out of me. Those two things alone made me really um, decide that maybe me and him are not a match, and we could possibly be friends. But I knew at that moment that I wasn't going to move forward. So the next available time that we had an opportunity. To, to talk. Um, I just, you know, I just told him. We met, I believe, um, I was happened to be downtown and he we went to lunch. He was like, Hey, you wanna go out to go to lunch, grab a bite? And I really wasn't that hungry, but I wanted to tell him, just kinda like, you know, I think we could be cool as friends. He took that pretty well, and we kind of left it as that, as literally friends. The conversation and my availability dried up pretty quickly, Um, and then he really and truly understood I kind of meant what I said, and I was not really available, like like that. Um, This is still all in a month of all within a three week period or two or three week period so we move into february and i remember it was either the end of february like the conversation was really spotty you know every now and again i may receive a text message from him um and i ended up going out with um a good friend of mine we went out to check out an event called Playdate. Now, for those of you that are not familiar with Playdate, Playdate is an um, event for adults, um, and it typically takes place either in a lounge, a uh, popular night spot, or It also happens, like, in hotels or convention centers where you have a promoter who basically sets up play booths, spaces, and they have comedians. They orchestrate um, competitions. You win prizes, and the games are anywhere from, like, life-size Jenga Life size Twister, there's um, anybody that's at a table. There's cards or dominoes, depending on what table you sit at, um, and it is fun. There's you can play life, Monopoly, um, just any type of game that you can think of that's like teen and up. And like I said, it's generally happens at night. You have the DJ there. And someone on the mic. I mean, it's it's fun. It is extremely fun, and it happens at least where I live, every every month. Once a month, I believe it's like the last or the third Saturday of the month. Well, this particular event, we uh, decided to go. We always heard about how fun it was. Me and my girl, good good girlfriend, went out just to check it out, actually for a date and black to see if we could possibly uh, partner or into a meetup. And so we went there, checked it out. She was really good friends with the promoters of um, the event. Uh, and we had a really good spot, good table, and just had a cool time. And lo and behold, I'm up here. Um, just, I think I just got off of the dance where we, they were doing, um, his and hers dance competition. And I get back to, uh, our table and lo and behold, I had a text message from this guy and it wasn't odd. You know, I would hear from him maybe once a week. And so, you know, I was like, Hey, how are you? And then he described what I had on, which meant he was there. And I looked around and I didn't see him. And then finally, towards the end of the night, um, I noticed he was at a table and he was with uh, probably with a date. That's what it looked like or on a date. And so, you know, it didn't really. I mean, when I was done and I didn't have enough time to capture any feelings to where you know, seeing him with someone else really didn't bother me at all. So, we, we, my friend and I, we were uh, heading out, and he was texting me. Hey, how's it going? Um, do you need a ride home? And this whole time, I'm thinking, how do you even know I didn't drive, right? Right? The place was so packed to where we weren't able to park within the establishment's parking lot or the establishment next door. We actually had to park across the street. He, I ignored those messages. Uh, We got to our car. We finally got, I can't remember, we got a ride to our car across the street or if we walk, but that's neither here nor there. When I got to the car, he had texted me again and basically was like, oh, you parked across the street. Again, pretty odd, pretty creepy. I rode with my friend. She picked me up from home. I did not drive there, and I didn't feel comfortable going home, right? But I also didn't feel comfortable going to her house, because what if he was there following, Um, but that was really the least of my worries and concerns, Um, we, the very next day, uh, he calls me, and was like, yeah, I had fun, you know, and just talking about how fun the, the, the event was, and, you know, just general general conversation and again uh, he didn't really do anything too odd but he did explain that he was parked in the same parking uh, area that we was parked which explained how he was able to see because like I said we were literally across the street and you can see from where we were parked The door, so you can see when people leave, all that type of stuff. So I was like, okay, blew that part off. And he, you know, in that conversation, he asked me about, you know, what I was doing. Because we really hadn't talked, talked since um, the time I told him that we'll be friends. We text. So we had a cool little conversation. I'm thinking everything is okay. It was very short, very sweet. about, I would probably say about a couple of weeks later, I believe it was spring break, he wanted to hang out. I just told him, no, you know, we're bestest friends. And he again said he understood. He then went into this long story about his ex-girlfriend, and which was somebody that he was not on a date with, he explained, but it was somebody that... He had been in a relationship with um a serious relationship for a couple of years, and it ended around the time that uh, he and I dated, so I was like, "Okay, that's cool and he was just you know being completely honest about his feelings about this young lady, and he wanted my opinion about their situation. I was just completely honest with him. It just seemed like a very toxic situation. So I remember that being one of the last conversations that we actually had over the phone. Again, I could count them all on probably two hands, or really one hand, uh, how many conversations we had after um, I basically said we should be friends. So then here comes the crazy part. So I started receiving messages um, from fake accounts about him, about how he's crazy, he is a narcissist. Um, He's a sociopath, be careful, Um, you know, just avoid him like the plague. And these messages I was getting every few days. The funny thing was that at that time, the way it was set up, uh, the way my messenger account was set up, I did not see any of these messages when they came through. In order for me to see those messages, I would have to go to a certain area within my app to see messages from people I wasn't connected to. So I don't know what made me look, but I went there and there were messages from weeks past. And whoever this person was, was had messaged me as recent as the day I looked at it. So I had a few messages. I'm like, what? And of course, it was a fake account. But it also explained why I was getting so many friend requests from fake accounts. I was just ignoring the the follow, the friend requests from fake accounts. And... And then it hit me, okay, so this is why I was getting these requests from different accounts. They were all obviously fake, and I noticed that this account um, had, like I said, it didn't have that much information on it. It just showed what they liked, some of their likes, and, you know, a fake picture, an obviously fake name, and it was just pretty pretty odd the next time that I heard from him because I was still getting the messages I told him about it I said hey someone's saying x y and z about you thought you would know should know and he wasn't surprised because I wasn't the first person that told him that you know this was what was going on within you know my inbox or their inbox he had at least two or three other friends of his that received similar or close to the same messages. And whoever this was knew about certain things in his life that he never told me. So fast forward to um, probably uh, about... A couple of weeks after that conversation, at this point we're into late March, I believe, or early April, I believe it was like late March, but at any rate, you get the idea. I've only known him since January, went out with him twice or maybe three times, and Within that first month, told him we need to be friends. Ran into him in February, I would say. And then by March, I noticed I was getting all these weird messages. So one day I am at work. Just, you know, I think I was training someone or helping someone with something. And I got a phone call from him, which was odd. Because we didn't talk often and it was the middle of the day. So I excused myself only to be um, blindsided with him accusing me of harassing and threatening his ex-girlfriend. Now mind you, I don't know who his ex-girlfriend is. Um, I, he never even told me the girl's name. And so I thought it was very odd, but I knew it had to be tied to whoever this person was with this fake account. He went on to tell me that I need to stop emailing her. And at that particular moment, I knew whatever this was, was really a setup. (laughs) And I was like, what? I said, for one, I don't even know her name. You never told me her name? And he paused. And I said, yeah. And I said, secondly, does this make sense? Now, this guy was in IT. He was an IT professional. I said, you know just as well as I know. You don't have to be in the technology uh, field to understand. Just knowing someone's name is not enough information to know their email address. I would have to know where she signed up. I would have to know. I mean, even if you knew what email, um, if if the person had a Gmail account or a a Yahoo account, you still need to know (laughs) what their email address is. I said, uh, I've never met her unless we had each other's email. I said, and besides, I... Don't have any dog in this race. I'm not trying to date you. Um, we've discussed being friends months ago, and we don't even talk. And so he kind of paused a little bit, and he was like, "Well, I don't know what's what's going on." But she received an email from you. I said, "Well, that's not my email because I don't even know the girl's name." So I said, "Well, you're in IT." I said, how do you even know this happened? He said, well, she forwarded me the email. I said, oh, well, forward the email to me. And he was like, no, nah, because I don't want. I was like, think about this. If I don't have her email address, I'm not the one sending her emails, number one. Number two, if I do don't have her email address, more importantly, if I don't have this girl's email address, you sending it to me is not going to make me want to jump out and harass her like whoever this phantom person is. And he kind of like paused a little bit, but he was still adamant that I was the one, though it made no sense. He admitted that he never gave me the girl's name that one time. He brought her up. He admitted that there's no way I could have had her email address without meeting her or knowing her. I really didn't know who she was. And even though being him at some point became friends on social media, he didn't really have any pictures of anybody on his page at all, he didn't, there was no tags, there was nothing that even, that I could even pick up on to figure out who this person could be if I was even interested in trying to find that out, but like I said, it was really, really odd, then he, um, I said, you're in IT, and I said, I'm pretty sure you know that you can check, I said, I don't believe you, I said, but if you want to find out who is really sending the emails, you can look up the IP address within that email and determine what server they're using. And if that email came in the middle of the day, chances are that person is probably at work, and you'll be able to pick up where that spot is uh, or what server they're using or Basically, that IP address can tell you the geographic location depending on what server they used. I may or it may not. I said, but, you know, that's not my concern. That's not my problem. And I ended up a call. But that was so rattling and disturbing off the top that someone would, to be accused of something you didn't do. And. Almost immediately after I was getting off the phone, he sent me a screenshot of the email. And it was a kind of like a threatening email. And the email account was, it had my name. So someone took the time to create an email account. With my name, and matter of fact, a hotmail like and that who, who even uses hotmail, but created a email account and sent it to this girl, who either one thinks that I'm stalking her and that I can that I have a reason to cause her harm, or the girl created it herself. Uh. Or he created it because none of this was making sense to me. But it all tied into this weird, these weird messages that I was getting. So at that point, you know, I just blocked them. I said, you know, don't contact me anymore. I'm talking to uh, a friend who shared with me that in some states, if someone impersonates you through... Um, any medium, email, or if someone impersonates you, there is a, it is um, illegal. And if you can prove it, then you can actually, um, they can actually get, get in trouble for it. So, you know, I kind of looked into it, but I just didn't have the energy or the time at all well, I thought that was pretty much the end of it. I this person then found me on every social media platform I had and started a hate campaign I would say towards me, sending me messages on my different platforms, making comments on my different platforms to where I had to um, temporarily shut them down some of them i ended up uh, changing to private and it was just very disturbing very disturbing some of the comments that i was getting it was just a hellish nightmare i was getting messages uh, and at that point it to me it had to be her i was getting messages and maybe he was talking to her about me, make it try to make her jealous. I guess I don't know what the purpose of that was, but whoever this person was, definitely, definitely um, had some type of benefit in making me out to be the villain. And so, this this type of some platforms, I refuse to uh, disable. Because I was not going to allow it to alter my life at all, and I just, you know, I just kind of dealt with it, and it just got to the point to where the messages were increasingly, um, just disturbing, and I ended up, I ended up, um, basically filing an incident report just in the event that um, this person would go to the extreme and this was on based on the advice of a friend of mine who um, is a police officer. And so the complaint was basically on on him and his girlfriend because I did, Get her name when he sent me the screenshot of the email. And, um, you know, just looking at it, it was rather, rather. Um, I mean, I could wrap the whole story up in 30 minutes, but it was an ordeal that lasted for several months. And like I said, if you've ever been stalked on social media, uh, taunted, I guess, on social media, or this person's attempting to bully me, and I'm like, I'm not, I can't be bullied. I'm a grown I'm I'm a I'm an adult, and uh, in every sense of the word, and it was just maddening just to get messages all the time. And this person was sending me pictures of him and her. And just, it was just very, very, like I said, it was very interesting for the most part. Um, And then one day, the messages just stopped. It literally, the harassment literally stopped. But during that time frame... I was extremely paranoid. I didn't realize what toll or what type of toll that type of um, behavior can put on a person. But like I said, I was really stressed out. I was mildly paranoid um, because at that time I didn't know what this girl looked like. I, you know, I was having, they know I'm black, we have about 20. Maybe fifteen outings a year, I know this year we probably had about fifteen so far, but I didn't know who was who this person knew um it didn't occur to me um, to try to track her down if this was really her because some people thought it was him um. It didn't occur to me to try to track her down. The girl I did have like a very common name, and you know I wouldn't know what this girl looked like until they, until whoever this was, uh, started sending pictures of them being happy. And I didn't give, I didn't care, you know. But like I said, that story was one of the most bizarre stories ever. I hope in which i i hope that i never encounter uh run into him ever again in life if so it would be very very odd for me i mean that was you know a few years ago i won't have any type of visceral reaction but again just that whole encounter of being taunted being um, I guess just being taunted online for and then being accused of being an a a person that was crazy enough to try to threaten another human being over a guy that I didn't even want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying It was just really, really uh disturbing and odd. But what I can say that I learned, or my takeaway from this, is cut off all ties once you. Uh, there's no need to be friends with someone that you really didn't have time to create a true bond with, to determine whether or not you guys should still be friends. You know, like I said, I met him, went out uh, a couple of times. He had you know, there was a couple of things that I didn't like right on and I immediately knew that this would not be a romantic uh person or of interest. A roman it wouldn't be any anything like that. Hell, we didn't even kiss. So You know what I'm saying? So for me at that point to say, let's just be friends, that was just my polite way of saying here's a consolation prize. Uh, And, yeah, I do think it's a prize to be friends. Um, When you meet somebody and you think, okay, we can be cool, I do think it is good to have friends. But, like I said, there was not enough information about him that I had to go on. We didn't have any mutual friends. Uh, or anybody close that I knew that knew him, there was no need for us once I decided that there was not a romantic link. there was really no need for us to really be friends if that makes any sense. There was no bond, there was no connection there. It was just a uh, love connection that really did not really go anywhere. Or let me back up and say there was no love connection. <laughs> And so, you know, we could have been like two boats just sailing in two different directions. It would have been perfectly fine by me. And, you know, that's pretty the most craziest story, dating story. Now, I have some crazy stories, but that was one of the most oddest encounters that I've ever had. It was very, very odd. Now, if you have a story... That you would like to share uh, with us, definitely leave a message if you're listening to this through through the Anchor app. You can also uh, go to our Facebook page or shoot us an email. Uh, that information will be in our in the outro that is coming up next. Thank you for your time, and I hope you have a good day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Dating While Black. If you have a show idea or a suggestion, please reach out to us at info at datingwhileblack.org. This show was brought to you in part by Blush Bartending Kitty Paw Shoes Brunch and Body and The Hunt Dallas to find out more about Dating While Black please check us out on all social media platforms you can also visit our website at www.datingwhileblack.org we appreciate your support and as always put a big smile on someone's face and go love on someone